Talk Recorded live. Well, hello. This is the Healthy Habits call for January 2015. If you're listening back to this, and I am Kimberly Valley Pierre from Kimberly Case. And today on our call, I thought we would talk about green smoothies just for a few minutes, and then we'll open up the floor for all of you to ask questions. And I know. Um, Deanna sent in a question about family and food pushers, and so I want everybody to be able to chime in on that. I'm not going to mute the line, so um, if you're on the phone and you have mute on your phone, that's great, and then you can unmute yourself as you want to speak. There's just a few on the line live. So we will kind of start out with green smoothies. The reason we're kind of talking about this today is fresh on my mind. I spent the last week and a half in the kitchen kind of perfecting some green smoothie recipes for a talk I did over the weekend. And I just wanted to share everything with you. Um, You may have seen the blog post that talks about green smoothies already, but um, the green mango tango smoothie went over very well. Like it got rave reviews and people thought that it was pretty tasty. And my whole goal of making the green smoothie for them to try was that it, they wouldn't shut it down from the, the get-go. Like, it would be good enough to them to pique their interest to continue to try them. Um, and so that was just water, mango, spinach, and chia seed. So it's a really easy recipe. Um, and just some of the things that we talked about uh, as far as, green smoothies is I feel like personally it's a great way to jumpstart your day. And if you make a double batch, um, you can have one like for your 3 o'clock snack. And it just kind of ties you over and it gives you, for me personally, it gives me a boost of energy. And we'll be able to talk about, you know, how you guys have felt when you had green smoothies too. Um, But they're really great at giving yourself some essential vitamins and nutrients first thing in the morning. Um, I have this story that I tell people when I do, like, greens and smoothie or green juice, and it's the first thing I have in the day, so I have it on an empty stomach. Like, I can almost feel my cells tingling. Like, it gets my body kind of gets excited for my smoothies. I know it sounds really weird, um, <laughs> and maybe it's just something that happens over time, but they're chock full of phytonutrients, proteins, vitamins, and antioxidants. And so ultimately... Smoothies with greens in them are amazing for you. There's just one thing I wanted to talk about is alkaloid buildup. Now, that happens or can happen, and it's way more rare than you think. But some people, if they have the same green over and over and over and over again, you can get this what's called alkaloid buildup. And it just kind of stops your system, and then you're not absorbing the nutrients from even eating the green. So it's really important for you to swap your greens out on a weekly basis. So like one week you might have spinach and then the next week you might buy kale. Then if you're like, if you're just starting out in smoothies, you might try romaine because it's really light um, before you just jump in full steam with collard greens or carrot tops or something like that. So um, just kind of switch them out. One of the things that I like to do so that I don't get too much of one or the other is sometimes I'll buy like a 50-50 kale spinach mix or our grocery store, this is a Meyer store, um, they sell these organic mixes already done and one is called the Power Mix. 
So it has four or five different kinds of lettuces and kale in there. So I like to have that. Um, and so there's a basic rule of thumb for smoothies. It's like a cup of liquid, two cups of fruit, a cup of greens, and then a healthy fat or boosters. So when I say healthy fat or boosters, like I might sometimes put coconut oil in there or a spoonful of almond butter, um, antioxidant boosters, like you can put in, there's different green um, chlorella or algae and things like that you can put in there. I'm usually not quite that adventurous. Um, <laughs> but I love to put chia seeds, I hemp seeds, uh, protein powder. So lots of times you can have a green smoothie and then wait 20 minutes and eat your breakfast. But if you're going to use your smoothie as a meal replacement, it helps to put one or two tablespoons or a third of a cup of protein powder in there because then that sustains you until lunchtime. So it depends on how you're using your smoothies. Are you using it just to get some extra nutrition um, and awake your cells in the morning and then you're just going to have regular breakfast, which is totally fine to do. Or if you're using it more for a meal replacement, you may want to make sure that um, you're throwing nuts in there or you're getting another form of protein in there um, first thing in the morning so that you stay satisfied. But there's so many different kinds of combina combinations of smoothies that you can make with greens and without greens. But what I love most about smoothies is when you throw your greens in there, especially the lighter greens, and you maybe you don't put a whole cup in in the beginning. Like as you're testing the waters, you just put a little bit in and you see that it really does grind it up and you really not you really don't notice that it's there. So it's super with kids or younger people that don't eat a lot of vegetables or are picky where you can sort of hide it. Like if you make a blueberry smoothie and you put spinach in it, it's really dark. They can't tell what's in there. So um, it just is, it can be camouflaged for some other things. Um, just a couple of notes. Um, when you do start juicing and or doing smoothies and you might have berries in there, especially like if you're using a berry mix like raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, it's dark. When you start to blend it, it sometimes has like a brownish look when you mix greens in there. And just don't be afraid of it. Try it anyways. Um, it's probably going to taste a lot better than it looks to you in the blender. <laughs> um, and one thing that there's a, one of the shortcuts that I like is I don't like to have anything that's watery, watered down. So I like to use frozen fruit. Uh, you could save some money by buying your stuff frozen, but if it's something in season that you love, like our whole foods when strawberries are in season, they have them really inexpensive for organic strawberries. So I'll buy a bunch and I'll clean them up and I'll freeze them so that I have them for smoothies later on. So however it works into your budget to buy just regular strawberries frozen or to get them on sale, like I think even last week or two weeks ago, it's not really season, but I think in California there's some strawberry season going on because they had two for three dollars or something crazy for strawberries. So you could just get them home and clean them up and throw them in there. Um, but it just saves you from having to add ice and having it watered down. So it's just like one of those little tricks. Another thing, if you do make one of those smoothies and you taste it and you're like, oh, this is not at all what I thought it would be. You can take and freeze 
in the ice cube trays, whatever's left of that smoothie. And then once they're frozen solid, break open the ice cube trays and then put them in a baggie. Then every time you make a smoothie, just throw in one or two ice cubes. So you're not throwing away all of those really good ingredients down the drain. Um, you're reincorporating them into something next. It won't taste like that ice cube, but you'll at least get the nutrients <laughs> from that food. Um, and so, yeah, that is kind of my spiel on smoothies. There's a couple questions so or notes here in the comments. Um, Dawn says she likes baby spinach, kale, parsley, chia, and three cubes of frozen pineapples. Mmm. And if she has that as a meal, she adds protein powder, which is great. And Mitzi asked, is PB2 suffice for like an almond butter or peanut butter? Yes, that would be great. Deanna, just so you know, no questions are stupid. You know the old adage that the only stupid question is one that you don't ask. So I am thrilled that you asked questions. <laughs> and um, she asked, where do I find chia seeds, and is there a certain brand or type that you should get? Now she's smiling at me. <laughs> um, you can find chia seeds virtually anywhere. Like here in Lexington, they have them at Kroger and at Meyer and at Whole Foods and at the co-op, like pretty much everywhere. They've become pretty much of a common thing these days. Um, the last time I actually bought them, I bought them at Costco, and I bought organic chia seeds in a humongous bag. Um, have you had chia seed before, Deanna? I have Just not. Let me know. You haven't? Okay. Um, if you want to pass by, I will give you some to try. They're very glutinous, so they're great for your body um, because they absorb all the toxins and you pass it out. So if you've ever had, like, tapioca, it kind of gets that, it's kind of, I don't even, it's hard for me to explain and I have to get much better at explaining it. Because um, I tell people if you put chia seeds in your smoothies, you want to check your teeth because they kind of, they'll stick and then you'll have like this thing that looks like a poppy seed in your tooth. But when you go to do with your tongue on it, it's slippery because it gets like this glutinous around it. So like I make chia seed pudding and it's kind of like a tapioca texture. Um, but when awesome. you blend it all up in your in the blender with your smoothie, you can't tell that they're in there, but sometimes there's one or two that linger. <laughs> um, but I can let you try some of mine. Okay. I didn't but you can, like you, yeah, you can get them meat, like in the crushed or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know if there was Right, they just are seeds, and so that's what's different. There's another question in the chat that says, what about flaxseed? You can definitely put flaxseed in your smoothies. It's great. Um, you want to be able to make sure that they're getting broken up. So when, your body can't digest like a whole flaxseed like in its original form, so it's good to crush them up a little bit. Or to like, I buy whole flaxseeds, and then I use a coffee grinder and spin them out and make flaxseed meal from them and I throw it in muffins and smoothies and everything because it's a great for fiber content um, to help keep you full longer also. So anybody else have any questions about the smoothie? Oh, another thing, if you're funny about texture in your smoothies, to help your greens break down better, 
if you just take whatever liquid you use in your smoothie and your greens and blend those for 20 to 30 seconds by themselves so you have just like this bright green liquid in your blender and then go ahead and add everything else in, um, your spinach or your kale will be real broken up and you won't, it won't be like you're chewing it. Like if you, I follow Mark Hyman and he's huge on morning smoothies, but he puts half a cup of nuts in there that he soaks overnight and all, you know, very, um, he's all about maintaining your blood sugar so that it stays constant. So he puts a lot of things in there like cranberries and low glycemic fruits that help with that. In the satiation, he'll put like coconut oil in there or something. So, um, but he believes mm-hmm. in the adage of it's good to chew your smoothie. So, like the the chemicals in your mouth start to break down the food before it gets to your stomach. Like we talk about chewing sometimes because we forget to chew. We like take a couple bites and we swallow with a with a swig of water or something instead of chewing. And so we don't allow our digestion to actually do what it wants to do or needs to do because we're just kind of like bite and swallow, bite and swallow. So, you know, there's a bunch of different rules of thumb, and so it's really great to just figure out which one works super for you. So I've um, done taken where I take my kale and I or spinach or whatever, and I just puree the whole thing and put it in ice cube trays, especially at, when we were doing CSA and we would have like all the carrot tops and the, you know, the charred greens and all that stuff, and it was too much to use at any one time, but we just did a combination like that and froze it in ice cube trays and then put them in Ziploc bags, and that worked really well for us, especially texture-wise. Even with having the Vitamix, it was still, the greens took so much more to get them smooth. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. And what did you think of carrot tops? I have never made them. Um. Little is good. Don't add too much because they can kind of be a little bitter. Got it. So, and then we found that the same thing with, like, the parsley. We weren't huge fans. And so if we kind of did predominantly, like, the spinach or the kale, chard wasn't bad. I was actually surprised. I thought chard would be a little funky. Um, But if we just put a little bit with the others, we didn't even notice it. But I had, I tried just doing parsley. And it was just, you know, like one handful was like way too much. You feel like a rabbit lost in the forest or something. It just, it was, it was, I mean, and I'm not a huge parsley fan anyway, but it was just like, you know, trying to use up some of the times with CSA, it was like, okay, what's this and how are we going to use it? And, you know, a little too much, especially like beet tops and all that kind of stuff. It was organic. We figured might as well use it. No, I think that's great. But the other thing with the parsley, like if you're making anything like with a butter or anything, you can always throw it in there for a sauce. So, I mean, that's a really great way to use every single thing from your CSA basket. I love that. Love that. And parsley is so good for you. It's another one of those things that takes toxins out of your body and it helps with fresh breath. (laughs) So thank you. All right. So do we have any more smoothie questions? Nope. All right. So what are your other questions? Like what is your burning question that you want to talk about? And, Deanne, I think we'll let you go first. And 
we'll let everybody kind of um, chime in. I'll address it. I know we've addressed it in your email, but why don't you go ahead and if you're free, I know you're probably at work. If you're free, go ahead and um, ask that. Oh, hold on one second. Mitzi says, blender versus juicer. Oh, such a hard, it's, both are good, Mitzi. So I decided through the last week and a half about using the blender in the juicer for greens. I have decided that I personally like my greens juiced instead of blended. I love a really fresh, clean green juice. Um, and But I still throw some spinach in the smoothie, like, on a regular basis. Um, but, like, if I'm going to have, like, my favorite juice has kale and ginger and lemon and celery, like, that is, like, and green apples, and that is what, like, fuels my cells in a huge way, um, but I love it juiced. I've, like, come to really appreciate it juiced, um, but blending is great, and juicing is great, um, and for anybody else on the call, like, give her some feedback of what you enjoy. Like, I love smoothies, like, fruit smoothies and different things, like, like, bananas with my protein powder and a little vanilla extract and some ice cubes in, like, either almond milk or, you know, water or something like that, like, blended. I love it like that because it feels like a milkshake to me. Um, So anybody else want to throw in their two cents about blending versus juicing? Because it's really preference, and you'll come to find, like, there's certain things you like juiced better and there's certain things you like blended better. Um, So, and they're all really good and healthy for you when you – Blend stuff, the great thing about blending is you keep all the fiber and all of the nutrients from the skins and everything in there. Um, It gives fiber, so it tends to help you feel fuller longer because you've got all of the pieces in with it. When you you juice, you remove some of that. Depends on if you like any foam on your juice or if you like a really clean juice and you press it a couple times. is where, you know, you might kind of see some different things. And Magic Bullet, I don't have a Magic Bullet, but I know people that have it and they love it. Um, I have a Vitamix and I swear by it. I think it is the most amazing machine. I mean, you can put the Vitamix on for eight minutes and have soup, like, just like that. So, um, and I love that it, like, when I use nuts or anything in my drinks, it makes it smooth. Um, but I really don't know about the Magic Bullet because I haven't tried it. Um, I know some people who have a Ninja and they love that, that it works very similar to um, the Vitamix. And Dawn says she loves the blender, less cleanup. She doesn't like cleaning her juices. And she does have a Vitamix and she's used other blenders and didn't like them blended. So the Vitamix is kind of the winner hands down. <laughs> um, Christina has a magic bullet. That's awesome. She and her mom, she gave one to her mom, and it blends completely. That's awesome. Good to know. And what's great about the magic bullet, isn't it like a cup to go? Mm-hmm. Like, so you just kind of take it with you? Yeah. So that's cool. All right, Mitzi. Does that help you out, Mitzi? <laughs> and I have my juicer is a... 
it's really easy to clean. I don't mind it as much, but yes, it is a much bigger cleanup than just the Vitamix where you put a drop of soap in a little water and you whiz it around and it's clean. Like it is, it's a dream come true. All right. He says yes and thank you. So, Deanna, if you're free, you can go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, mine was just about um, food pushers, for lack of a better word. I think I I shared with you, um, Kimberly, the story of the birthday cake that follows. Uh We have a birthday celebration every month here, and it's always some big to-do. It's what our office manager lives for, and if nobody shows up, she gets in a tizzy and won't let anybody sing happy birthday until the whole office is present. So um, the situation I was in last month is they did the birthday. I didn't go because I was actually on a call and couldn't get away. I had three people call me in our two-story building to say, birthday cake's up here. I was like, I know, thank you, I'm good, you know, whatever. Um, one person came by and told me, and then another person came by and told me, and then the fifth or sixth person actually showed up with cake in hand, a slicer, fork, and a plate, <laughs> and set it on my desk and cut a piece and said, here, here you go. And I was like, oh. So um, that's one example. And then the family example is, you know, my sister, um, she likes to cook, and she she doesn't she doesn't cook a terribly unhealthy, but she doesn't cook healthy, and if I'm over there, she's like, stay for dinner, stay for dinner, stay for dinner, stay for dinner, and it's, you know, the day she's making the most unhealthy dish she makes, fried chicken and, <laughs> you know, potatoes and gravy or something like that. So just trying to get out of those situations and you keep saying no, 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 and redirecting, and they show up at your desk with the cake. So, <laughs> I mean, she brought the whole cake to my office. <laughs> That's so crazy. That is so crazy. (laughs) Now, I had responded to Deanna just, you know, to try and talk with her coworkers or this person and be like, look, I am trying my best to have the healthiest year that I can. And if you really care about me, then you will leave me alone with this cake thing, you know. And I know, like, in some situations, it's easier to do that than not. And you took great strides in trying to avoid having to be confronted with the cake 17 times. Now, one thing I'll say is if that if your stance is that you're not going to eat sweets at work, then it needs to kind of be that is, like, that's the new banner that you're wearing and not caving, like, on donut day or something. Like, they need to know that you're serious so okay. that they stop They stop asking. You know, that's going to be part of it. With family events, when I first started changing the way that I ate, my family didn't really understand it either. They still don't. Like, they'll make gluten-free something of whatever they're having so that I can participate. But at one event, the gluten-free pasta was in the same exact pan as the regular pasta, and they were touching. So I knew which side was the gluten-free, but they were still in the same container. Now, I'm not celiac, and I'm not going to have anaphylactic shock from it, but it's just the educating of the people. Like, so, But when I first really started changing my eating and not being able to have that stuff, like I would actually pack my own food and take it with me. Or I would always bring something 
that I knew I could have and have whatever I needed to have of it to feel satisfied and not to feel left out. Um, and I know that's easier said than done, especially if you're hanging out with your sister and then all of a sudden she's like, no, you have to stay. <laughs> you know, um, I know that can be difficult, but mostly like once they see that you're serious, like you've stuck to your guns more than one time or two times, like they see a pattern of it, then they tend to stop asking. Okay. So does anyone (laughs) else have advice for me? Yeah. I'm waiting to see if anything comes up. You know, when you're trying to explain eating to people and they don't get it, it's part of it is educating them. That's what I found, especially with going gluten-free. You know, we grew up in the grocery business, and that's just, and, and meat, I can't even talk about that with my dad, or he just goes ballistic because he thinks I'm slamming what he did as a career. He was a butcher. So when I talk about the conventional these days so there's there's times you just kind of go okay we don't talk about that but just educating I mean you if somebody has a food allergy type of thing you don't offer it to them because it makes them sick but you're not that case but it's just a matter of just patience and if you say no long enough they'll just leave you alone mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's sticking, with, sticking with your Sticking to your guns on it, you know, <laughs> like when you really want to probably take- where I failed because you know when the cake finally made it to my desk for the 18th time, I caved. I was like, fine. And I know. That's when you say cake. you say step away from my desk before I put that cake in your face. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan! Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, if you start screaming, get behind me, Satan, they might leave you alone. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) That might work. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, so, I mean, and it really is, like, the education and just sticking to it. Like, once they really believe that you're serious and they start to see, like, how you're different about it, the they may not automatically get on board with you, but they'll start to respect your your wishes more. You know, because in the beginning I was like, oh yeah, let's have this, or, and I was making half of it, and then I went from that to like, yeah, no, can't have that, can't have that, can't have that, you know, and they'd be like, oh, or they wouldn't invite me. <laughs> like really, it's no problem. I'll bring my own stuff. They'll be like, well, we want to make, my sister especially, she'd be like, I want to make, I want you to come and I want you to be able to have something. So tell me what it is that you can have. Like, and so that's what it got to after, you're such a pain in the butt, I can't believe, like, you just can't come and be here and eat what we eat, you know, and went from that to like, okay, let me honor you in your choice and what is it that you can have? So it's just, it's a progression and it takes time. So what are any other burning questions out there that you guys want to talk about? We, I am, we are struggling with cold lunches for the kiddos to take. Um, you know, it used to be, oh, we could put soup in a thermos. 
they're not liking that. And my high schooler, because of how much time she has for lunch, takes everything that can be thrown away because she doesn't have time to go back to her locker and get, uh, you know, drop her lunch stuff off or pick off her lunch stuff. So we're just trying to figure out what are some ideas. Like today they took cheese and sausage just because I'm out of ideas and I'm bored and they're bored. All right, so does she carry, like, a lunchbox, or this is stuff that has to just go in her backpack? Right. She takes, puts everything in a brown paper bag and then just throws, you know, so she'll take, like, cheese and sausage and put it in a snack-sized Ziploc bag. And then she wants the yogurts that come in, you know, where she can just throw the little six-ounce cup away type of thing. But we're just, yeah, and the fruit's really getting boring because nothing is in season right now, and we've kind of OD'd on oranges and OD'd on grapes. <laughs> yeah. You know, the one melon, but the melon just, I bought one the other day, and it was just terrible. I know. So, I found that with the melons, too. Like, they're good, like, two days after, but if you wait four days, they're, like, gone. Like, it's weird. I don't know. Um, well, let's see. And are they doing, like, less processed food along with you? Yes, and my high schooler is gluten-free. Um, and that's at home, everything I buy is gluten-free. So, like, the bread is gluten-free. Everybody eats that. It's when, you know, they're out and about that the other daughter, you know, will have a hot dog in a bun or whatever. And okay. Um, you know, and they don't usually eat lunch until almost 1 o'clock. So anything that usually they say, too, the soup is getting cold by the time they go to eat it, it's fairly warm. And I think that was part of the reason why they didn't, you know, my seventh grader didn't, you know, want the thermos stuff is I got it was piping hot, let the hot water sit in it. By the time she said at 1 o'clock, it's fairly warm. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that. Um, all right. So... You could do, you could do some, have you ever done the baked chickpeas? No. For them? Um, Because, like, my daughter, she loves them. Like, and I just put a little bit of olive oil and salt on them, and she loves them. I like mine to have a little bit more spice. Um, But that would be something that would stay in their backpack, and it's crunchy. Um, Okay. Do they, how are they on, like, raw veggies, like cucumbers or carrot sticks or celery? Um, Carrot sticks and celery are fine. Cucumbers and some of the softer stuff doesn't hold up real well by the time they get there and it's kind of jostled around. Um, They kind of look like they've been to war. So (laughs) we've learned that along the way. Got it. Okay. And we... (laughs) You know, I've made hummus and that kind of thing, and my one, my seventh grader is, she lives off ranch. She won't eat anything but ranch. Mm. So as long as she has the ranch that she can dip it in, um, we've tried, you know, cold chicken, tender types of strips. Yeah, they didn't care for that. They wanted it hot. It was, I think, a mine thing that mm-hmm. got it hot. So her schedule, all right, so her schedule is so tight that she just has to go from her class to the lunchroom or she doesn't even have a lunchroom time she's eating in the hallway? They have, 
the freshmen are in between two buildings, so she literally goes from one building to another, and then the freshmen have to eat lunch in their original building, but her two classes are in the other building, so she's basically spending half of her lunch going back and forth. Ah, gotcha. And they can't take food into classes, so it's not, she has to eat it in the lunchroom. They can't have food in classes. And they don't have a microwave or anything. No, not that I know of. And if it was, I can't imagine it's all that clean. Well, yeah, I understand that. Uh, so, and I bet, yeah, like, certain butter strawberry. and jelly. Did you say peanut yeah. butter and jelly? They've done that. I think part of it is we're just getting bored. And then when I'm like, well, what do you want? What do you want in your lunches this week? They're like, oh, I don't know. So we're just... I just need ideas so we can go, okay, lunch today is boom, 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 lunch Tuesday, Wednesday, and and they have it planned out so we're not getting to the point where it's like, what do we have for lunch? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, does, um, okay, so do you know, like, the Tupperware that come that look like a Lunchable? Mm-hmm. Are they able to fit that in their bag? Uh, it would fit in the one... And it might just get to a point where Grace just has to take her container and put it in her backpack and throw whatever else away that she can. I mean, she even takes plastic silverware just so she doesn't have to, you know, deal because of the time issues. Mm-hmm. And that won't be an issue next year, but we still have a semester left to go. So we still have to deal with this for another, you know, four months. Yes. Well, Missy said here in the chat, she said, do they like wraps? Like, could you do a gluten-free wrap sandwich or make, like, a um, veggie, yeah, veggie yeah, roll? Yeah, we, we've had trouble finding wraps that, like, fold well. Usually the gluten-free ones, we haven't had the best of luck with them not breaking apart. Mm-hmm. So we're still, we're Aldi's actually had one that we really liked, and now we haven't been able to find it again. It's a gluten-free organic wrap. So oh, it's, yeah. It's a hit and miss there. It's a hit and miss there. And it was excellent. There was eight of them for like two bucks from Aldi. Oh wow! But it's not it's not available every time. Sure. How about would they eat a cold pasta salad? They might. That's an idea. Because you could even you know cut up pepperoni and put some cheese in there. You know oh, that's a good idea. Um, and you can use your gluten free pasta and then. You know, that might be something that is different for a little while. Yeah. Or like a quinoa tabbouleh type salad. Like you could maybe make a couple different kinds of salads that are from grain. Okay. Yeah, those are some. And I'm glad and thankful that they're not picky eaters because that helps a lot. That does help a lot. <laughs> My seventh grader is a little bit. She's kind of going through a, a, a pickier phase. She won't touch bacon, which an avocado, and you know, it's pretty much everything is ranch right now for her. <laughs> which so are you great? Are you, I are because that means more bacon and avocado for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, and if they could take their own little Tupperware containers, you could probably do more softer fruit. Yeah. like pineapple or strawberries or something, um, so they're not getting squished up in a baggie. You can get those yeah. littler 
you know, little or Rubbermaid containers or whatever. Okay. Does that give you a few ideas? Yeah, I think that'll that'll give some ideas. Okay. All right. Who else has questions? I think Dawn left our chat. And now we have North and Central Kentucky on the call. Oh. Oh, you're Christina Eleven. <laughs> All right. Well, does anybody else have any other questions that they would like to get some feedback on? I'm just waiting on the chat. All right. Can you tell the equivalent of the smoothie? Oh, sure. Um, Missy, the rule of thumb is one cup of liquid, two cups of fruit, one cup of greens. And then you kind of can add in like what I call boosters, um, which are healthy fats or like, you know, your almond butter or your PB2, uh, chia seeds and hemp seeds or coconut oil, avocados, um, whatever other nuts you like. Like sometimes I'll put walnuts in there. Does that help? And also, like, I'll post or I can post in the group the green smoothie handout um, so that you can see it. And it has the green mango tango recipe on it. And then there's a cherry cordial recipe, which I named it cherry cordial because everybody told me it sort of tasted like chocolate, but there's no cocoa in there. And um, then there's another one called strawberry field, and it has cashew. So it's got kind of a smoother flavor and a little bit of ginger in there. Um, But I'll go ahead and I'll get that so that I can post it for you guys on the page. All right, I'm glad that helped, Mitzi. Anybody else? All right. Well, thank you guys so much for um, being here today, and I loved our chat. And I will get the um, recording posted for you so that you have it as a reference. And um, just be sure to let me know what's going on with you all and on the page and ask all kinds of questions. I love that. I love going in there and being able to respond back. Um, Cheryl needs to post this crazy recipe she made with these Alfredo boats. They look so good. She kind of made it up on herself. So <laughs> she makes like these, she made these spaghetti squash boats. So if you haven't seen them, they look absolutely amazing. And she made, like, her homemade roux sauce and cheese sauce for them. And she said there wasn't a drop left. So (laughs) I am looking forward to trying those out, Cheryl. So thanks for um, (laughs) posting about that earlier for the Meatless Monday. (laughs) All right. Well, you guys have a super day, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.